Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. I'm so excited to have you back with us today. On the podcast, we'll be talking about what we wish we knew before we got married. And by we, I mean I am bringing my baby sister, Jacqueline Flores, onto the podcast with me for the first time. She and I had a conversation a couple months back about the things that we wish we knew before we got into marriage. Not that we would do it any differently in choosing who we chose, but there are a few points of understanding that we know now. You know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. A few points that we want to share with you now in the three years for her and the 11 years for me that we've been married. So listen into our conversation today, 10 things I wish I knew before I got married. Let's talk about how long we've been married. So I've been married to Bruce for 11 and a half years. So once we hit that 10 year mark, I feel like a lot started to change or we started to look back on a lot of what we used to do or what we wouldn't wouldn't do again or would do differently. And um, through it all, I, I usually always have Jacqueline here to talk to, even though we don't even live in the same state. I call her a lot for <laughs> sympathy, sometimes advice, but um, I'll let her talk about her own marriage. So uh, I've been married to my husband for about uh, three and a half years. And uh, it's been, it's definitely been a journey. Marriage is the biggest blessing as long as you both are willing to put the work in every day and it's um, it, it is it is definitely a an, a day by day thing um i think we tend to get overwhelmed um at oh my goodness how can our marriage be better and healthier putting a lot of stress on ourselves when it comes to that but ultimately you just have to take it day by day and as long as you're like i said you're willing to both put in the work it is a huge blessing but it definitely takes some work and it takes a lot of uh willingness to die to yourself um, well, and we'll go a little bit more into that as this podcast goes on. Yeah, so the first point we're going to cover is, number one, we can't expect him to read our minds. So it's hard, especially being a woman, you know, it's, it seems to us it's so so obvious, right? It's so obvious what, um, what we're going through and what we feel. Like, why can't they figure it out, right? You know, they, it should be very clear, and, and that is really as I've come to learn, that is really, that's not fair. Um, you're, you're putting unrealistic expectations on him and you're possibly going to a place where you're going to get, um, angry and mad because he can't figure out what exactly you're feeling or, or what you went through that day or, and it's okay to be clear about what you want. It, It is okay. It's okay to for lack of a better term, uh, paint a picture for him because that's how the, that's how you, um, that's how you get to know each other. And, you know, you don't, I know for me, I don't like when my husband's just very quiet and doesn't say anything. That just stresses me out even more. I'd love to have him say, um, tell me what he wants and what he, um, what he's feeling, what, what he may need, um, for me that day. So it's okay to be clear about what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think we as women feel guilty about, making ourselves clear because we so want to, you know, consider him and, oh, but it's okay. Just you choose the restaurant. You do, you do, you know, it's, it's whatever you want, honey. And by doing that, I know that my husband gets frustrated because after a long day of work, he doesn't want to come home and make yet mm-hmm. another decision, you know? So 
it's to his benefit for me to be a, a decider of things, you know, make a decision. Why do you think men are always getting upset with us for not, <laughs> for not being able to make a decision? Mm-hmm. It's not that we can't, but I have found that over the years I've been, I've become more comfortable making decisions because I know that it's what he needs, you know, for me to, to help him out after, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm spent. And sometimes some days I'm like, you know what? I've been thinking or writing a lot today or talking to a lot of people. Can you just choose? And I'll be happy. I promise to be happy with it, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So just being clear about what we want and need can save a lot of unnecessary mm-hmm. fights. And even now I'm kind of hard on myself, um, when it comes to this, because, um, because I just want him to be happy, right? I want after he comes home after making a lot of difficult decisions all day at work, um, I want to make sure he gets to do and and eat what he wants or and you know anything like that. But um, sometimes it's he will appreciate it a lot more if you just make the decision. <laughs> yeah. So what I what what changed after getting married for me was that I expected us to be like on the same page all the time, just because we were in love and we'd found each other and we were going to build this happy, great life together. That's when the real work started is, is when we had to learn each other's personality. And that's, we're going to talk about that a little bit later too. Mm -hmm. So that's point number one. You can't expect him to read your mind. Mm -hmm. Number two, don't expect or try to be everything for him. You will fall short. Mm -hmm. Now the expectation I had coming into marriage was that I was going to meet all of his needs, you know, like, like some people say, Oh, you come together 50, 50 and complete each other. And then other people say, Nope, it's a hundred, a hundred. You're your whole self. And he brings his whole self. And it's like, okay, great. But where do those, (laughs) where do those two things meet or mesh? Or how do I fulfill his needs? And how does he fulfill mine? Like it's, it, what, what's the template? You know, I'm such a, I'm such a type A kind of person. I want a template. I want a formula for stuff. But I had to learn that I couldn't try to be everything for him, and neither could I expect him to be for me because we're human and we disappoint each other mm-hmm. like all the time. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just not um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Feasible. It's not feasible. It's not um, reasonable. Reasonable. To, yeah. Thank you. To expect that of each other. Do you have thoughts mm-hmm. on that, Jacqueline? Oh, yes. You think going into this marriage and being his wife, you know, um, well, definitely for me, I, you know, wanted to be be su- the submissive wife and honor and be helpful to my husband and anything he needs. And, and it's really easy to put all that pressure on yourself to be everything that he needs. But you will be... Um, you will may I mean God forbid even end up resenting resenting him because you feel unappreciated for doing all these things and and it's not fair that's also an unfair um, expectation to put on him as well um, you you you're not meant we are not meant to be everything for them we are we are meant to be there and support and love them as best we can but we cannot it's we're not made to be everything for them and that's where um, kind of have to uh, I I like pray for my husband uh, that he will find um other men that he could go and confide in or vent to or anything like that where areas where I can't really be that helpful to him right right because we're made differently and that goes into point number three know who you are and especially your shortcomings know who you are and especially your shortcomings this has a lot to do with identity so Knowing who we are as that whole 100% person coming into this union, this marriage, this partnership with somebody else, um, I find that 
well, I found that for me that I, I was very young. I mean, I was 22 when I got married and, uh, I hadn't really fully figured out who, who I was, um, how I, you know, how you respond to things with other people. A lot of those things aren't going to be tested in the fire until you're in the fire. Right. And I don't mean to compare marriage to a fire, but it, it, but it's a testing ground for sure. It shows you who you really are mm-hmm. when you have to live with another person and make decisions with another person, you know. But so knowing who you are, knowing your shortcomings, knowing where you may have a short temper, um, knowing where you may not have as much patience as you thought you had, uh, requires us to be willing to listen and to change over time because mm-hmm. we're not perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect people coming into a marriage or, or no, we can't get married until we are this first or until mm-hmm. we reach this goal first. I mean, y- y- you're both people. You're going to join together and learn t- together, hopefully, but the the difference is that you need to be willing to learn. I had to be willing mm-hmm. to learn about who I was and, and how which parts of me, the selfish parts of me, needed to change because it's a whole different story going from being single or just dating and being able to go home at the end of the night to to actually sharing your life with someone else. It's mm-hmm. a very different story. Yes. And it's, and instead of, instead of resorting to loneliness, bitterness, uh, resentment, um, ask yourself if you've been doing everything possible that you can to help your marriage. And, and it's difficult because, um, also depending on when you get married, it's, you're, you're, after you get married, you're going to learn a lot more about yourself. And, and like Jen said, you have to be willing to take responsibilities for your shortcomings. And, and it's okay. Like Jen said, you're not going to be perfect and it's okay. That's okay. But you, part of being in a marriage is helping each other become better, you know? And, and, um, also it's really good to just be willing to put yourself in their shoes, no matter how upset or anything, uh, tired or whatever you are. It's, it's a good idea to try to put yourself in their shoes and see how they could be feeling right now. Yes, because there have been so many times where I've I've wanted to say something to Bruce and I wanted to prove my point or or convince him of something. And I know the words that are coming out of my mouth, but I was not stepping back enough to hear how he may be hearing them mm-hmm. or feeling them. And I think even especially as women, when we don't take into consideration how our words affect our husband that could really, really put a damper on, you know, how they see you, the respect that you have for each other. It's, it's that is built over time and has a lot to do with trust, right? I've, I've said many, many things that I've wanted to take back and, and, um, but for which I've needed to just, you know, apologize for. Mm -hmm. And that is also part of knowing yourself, knowing when and what you need to change and learning from mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, so number four, I'm sorry, number three was know who you are and your shortcomings. Number four is understand his personality or have some kind of understanding of the type of person he is. Like, for instance, um, your husband may be more extroverted. He may be more introverted. Uh, extroversion meaning that he gets his energy from being around people. Introversion meaning that he gets energy from being quiet and in quiet spaces or go and having his own space or time to himself to think or something. Um, and then understanding that against my own personality and how those mesh, where I need to give, where he needs to get, where, you know, 
where uh, I can take and where I can give uh, has a lot to do with the emotional temperature of our marriage too. Mm-hmm. So what I what I didn't necessarily think about before getting married was that was how two people's personalities could really really rub against each other and and create friction because because I have certain preferences according to my personality and he's got different ones he's got different needs mm-hmm. and if we're not careful and we're being maybe selfish with how we like to do things or how long we're around people or something like that basically how much our energy gets taken up and we're not considering our our husbands then that can create a lot of friction that we're not going to see right away mhm that's a big thing to to be considerate of it and understanding his personality and who he is doesn't necessarily mean you know you never get to do what what you want to do or anything like that but just be considerate of it when making plans or um or talk or the people you're around or talking with people and and or talking to him in front of people just be considerate of how he may um perceive things or he may want things or what he appreciates in in different situations yeah so one thing that I know about my husband is that he likes people. I mean, he's he can talk to people. He does it for a living. He manages a restaurant. He you know, he's used to being in that customer service realm, right? But when he gets home, he has got to crash or he's got to have at least like 30 minutes of downtime before I start talking to him and mm-hmm. asking him questions. And he doesn't necessarily require that, but he definitely he definitely it that's a request. That, that he's made of me, that please, please, babe, I love you, but leave me alone for like 30 minutes when I get home, you know, and that's, you know, so he can recharge and, and not be so drained because being around people is, is, is draining, you know, if yes. you have that kind of a job or if you're a caregiver, you kind of tend to need time to yourself. And what I need, <laughs> what, what he teases me about all the time is that, you know, when we were dating, I said that, oh, yeah, I like to be outside. I like to go hiking. I like the beach. And not that I lied, but come on. <laughs> when it when the rubber met the road, I was I realized about myself, too, this is part of knowing yourself, that I need, I, I love solitude. I love inside time. So I, I feel like I'm kind of like a closet introvert sometimes. I mean, I like people. I like to talk and things, but but I need that downtime to myself and and he was kind of like oh you like to be inside all the time you told me you like to be outside what the heck <laughs> what happened <laughs> what happened but but understanding his personality and mine and how those two mesh together is important mm-hmm. so we're going to go over one more point and we'll come back um for the last five in the next podcast so the last point is number five sex is not everything but it is important. Wow. I think a lot of us come into marriage with expectations mm-hmm. about sex, about intimacy, mm-hmm. that, mm, I don't know, it kind of tends to play out different in every marriage. But what has your experience been, Jacqueline? Oh, man. So I, um, by the grace of God, I was able to, um, my husband was the first one, the first man that I was um, ever intimate with. And um, that was after we got married, and and it was it's a just a huge blessing. Um, definitely nothing like uh, that I thought it would be. Not not that it's bad. My it's amazing having that time with him. Um, 
I thought I would be different though. Um, I've had to kind of, I've had some str struggle with some things and, 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 and there's a lot of factors that play into this too. You know, as women, we, we like to be romanced. We like to be considered. We like to be, you know, just know that we're thought of. And at the end of the day, like if, if, uh, if our husbands have done that for us, uh, we can't wait to spend that, that intimate time with him. Um, however, that's not always the case. So it's really easy to get in that busy mode to get in. Oh my goodness. Like this is kind of the last thing I want to do right now just cause I'm so tired and I don't have children yet, but, um, I can only imagine how, um, much more tired I would be if I did. Um, so, uh, like I just finished nursing school. So, you know, we, neither of us had a lot of time and, and so a lot of the times it was, it was difficult to make that a priority. Um, but like like Jennifer said, it's not everything because there's so much more that goes into a marriage for me to um, to uh, not be selfish with that and and understand, hey, you know, even if that's I'm not really in the mood or whatever, you know, our, our husbands need that understanding that this is an, an important part of who a man is and and that they do need that. They do need that time with you. Um, and just and not put that it's so easy to put that wall up in bed it's very easy to do that and um, just just understanding the importance of being intimate with him and and what that can do for him and your marriage and also you too it's it's always a special time so um, just taking that into consideration is really important yeah I definitely uh, had misconceptions about the sexual relationship and marriage before I got married and I think in a way to me it was kind of like the, the fairy tale movement you know they ride off into the sunset and then they get to be together they get to to I, I love the the line from the movie Sweet Home Alabama when he says what do you want to marry me for anyhow so I can kiss you anytime I want <laughs> and basically yeah I mean that's the sweet part of it that we get to have someone to be affectionate with but but that's why this point is sex is not everything but it is important so the not everything part hit me when all of a sudden, okay, the that relationship was there maybe for a time or for maybe not as, um, not, you know, all the time, every day type of thing. But in the downtime, it was like, okay, so what does the rest of our relationship consist of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's just one piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, and like Jacqueline said, it's important to connect um, sexually because it connects you emotionally, spiritually, and all of, um, in a lot of areas like that. It's, it's that connectedness. It's that togetherness that, that, that bonds us, that makes us feel, you know, adequate in a lot of ways. It makes us feel special and important. But but sex changes. I mean, the, our drives change. I think that's what Jacqueline is getting at. You know, your your drives, even as a young person, can be affected, especially by stress. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I mean, fatigue, yes, and being busy, going, going, going all the time. But men and women are very different here. I encourage you to pick up um, the books on that. We'll have some resources available in the show notes on um, on the sexual relationship in, in the Christian marriage, especially that are very good to look at, but just knowing that, that it changes over time. I mean, with me, we had two kids and my drive definitely changed when I was a new mom and super tired and taking care of kids and not really thinking, Oh, hello, there's my husband over there. <laughs> like I haven't paid attention to him lately, but you know, we have to agree to come together on, um, during those times and recognize each other, um, 
and what we need and, and that closeness, you know. So affection is a big thing. And I'll talk later, too, about the importance of, of physical touch and and what that does for a man and a woman in the marriage relationship. So, mm-hmm. so thank you for listening. This has been part one of uh, what I wish I'd known before I got married. <laughs> we, we went through parts through points one through five. Number one, we can't expect him to read our mind, so we need to be clear about what we want and what we need. Number two, don't expect or try to be everything for him because you'll fall short. Number three, know who you are and your shortcomings and be willing to change. Number four, understand his personality and yours. And number five, sex is not everything, but it is important. So join us next time. This has been Jen Bryant for Practical Family and my sister Jacqueline Flores. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) So we'll come back together next time in part two on what I wish I'd known before we got married points six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast where we are encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes.